Welcome this weekend. We are so glad that you're here. Is anybody excited to be at church this weekend? Hope you are so excited. This weekend is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Uh, if you're new here, if you don't know me, my name is Zach Stevens. I get the honor and privilege to serve you as one of our pastors here on staff. And as many of you know, our verse for the, our verse of the year, our theme for the year is finding God's favor. And our verse for the year is Psalms 90, verse 17. And it says this, may the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and confirm the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. And I believe that that verse is going to saturate our lives in a different way this weekend than it has so far. And I believe that we are gonna get some action steps this weekend to affect our communities that I promise, I promise we will never be the same because we need it. 2021 picked up much like 2020. And the question is, where does that leave you? How do you respond to today's circumstances and what's going on? Let me give you a few options to consider. Does it leave you shivering in fear of what's currently happening, of what may happen, or just thinking about the future of what's gonna go on? A fear of disease, disorder, division, disaster that seems to be surrounding us. What's gonna happen to our country, to our community, to our, our families, our, our parents, our grandparents, our kids, our, our grandkids? What does tomorrow, what does the future hold? See, do you find yourself just finding fear, shivering in fear, or do you find yourself shielded by faith? See, what we need, they're, they're, we, we've heard a lot about shelter in place, and that's fine, but what God's people need is some shelter in peace from the chaos that this world wants to push on us. Amen, God, it's, it's, it's gonna be good today. I'll tell you, I hope you're ready, I hope you were expecting. There's this Psalm in the Old Testament, I, I love it so much, it says this, but rejoice all who take refuge in the Lord, sing for joy forever, and may you shelter them, that those who love your name may rejoice in it. But here's the important part. In, in, in verse 12, it says, for you bless the righteous person, Lord, and you surround him with favor as with a shield. Here's what I love about that. As we've been talking about finding favor, there's been some people, even some thoughts, maybe you've had it. This feels like maybe some prosperity gospel that everything's gonna be easy. But I love that even in scripture, when it talks about God's favor, it references a shield, right? You don't take a shield on vacation, okay? You take a shield in to battle. Listen, now finding God's favor in a downpour of everyday circumstances is a lot like having an umbrella in your hand on a rainy day. Whether to open the umbrella or not is a choice. And the choice is yours. So what I wanna ask this weekend is just like this open umbrella, let me invite you to open your mind and your heart this weekend to what God has for you and what God has for your family. Because the only thing worse than a closed umbrella on a rainy day is a closed mind and a closed heart to what God has for you in his word for your life. Listen, even on a rainy day with an open umbrella, you may get a little bit wet but it offers something that a closed umbrella never could, and that is peace and protection for, for those you love to come under it. 
See, if I, have, if I have an umbrella in my hand on a rainy day, my wife, my kids, my friends are gonna walk away from me. They're gonna walk beside me. And I can offer them something if I walk under this open umbrella. So if you see a forecast, a downpour of, of, of hard circumstances in your life this year or not, why risk it? Let's find favor. Let's pursue God's favor for ourselves and for our family and for our friends this year because it's more than just about you, isn't it? So if, 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 I, if I leave the house on a rainy day, I don't really care to have an umbrella, right? I'll go with the messy hair look. That's fine with me. I don't really care. I'll put a hat on, but you best believe if my wife is with me, we're gonna have an umbrella, all right? We're paying good money for that hair, all right? We are gonna have an umbrella. If she has her babies, we're gonna have an umbrella. See, life is more than just about us. So let me ask you, what's it gonna be? Will you be shivering out in the cold not just you, but the people you love or shielded under the favor of God. We're gonna take some steps this weekend that we cannot take on our own. So let's pray and ask God to move us. God, we love you so much. And we pray this weekend in desperation. God, that you would, I've been praying for the families that faith promised all week. God, that you would snap off generational curses, the lies and the shame that we've lived with in the past, that you would break those off, that you would put the helmet of salvation on our heads so tight that we wouldn't hear the lies and the rumors of the past or of the enemy, but we would hear the life-giving words that you have for us. God, we love you desperately. We ask that you would break the family loose, wake the sleeping giant of this facet of your church and mobilize the family to do your work. In your precious name we pray. Amen, amen. So hey, no matter where or when you're joining us, we wanna welcome you. We're so glad that you're here. And we hope that this weekend, my desperate hope this weekend is that what we talk about will help you take your next step towards God, help you take your next step towards your eternal purpose of helping real people with real problems experience God's real love. Now, whether you're an all-in promiser, believer, whether you're just checking out God or whether you just happen to click on a link or got invited by a friend, we are so glad that you're here. Let me stop for just a second and just invite you to something. If you believe you're a leader and you believe you're a world changer, which not everybody believes that, which I just want you to know, we do believe that about you and we want you so much to join us with this. Uh, John Maxwell, one of pastor's mentors, who's an amazing, amazing man. He has an event coming up. We're gonna host at Faith Promise. Uh, the QR code is on the screen. If you'll sign up for that, we would love to have you. Our staff will be there. We would love just to have that time with you. Looking forward to what God wants to do. Now, if you're new here or if you've missed any of the last couple of weeks, let me catch you up to what's going on at Faith Promise. We are finding God's favor together. And my favorite part about that is it's not just on the weekend. Faith Promise by no means is confined to the weekend. Actually, it's our hope that you are propelled from the weekend to make life change out in the world, in your homes, in your communities, at work, at school. So, but the way we're doing that outside of the church is we've got that devotional, Finding Favor devotional. If you have not got it, please grab a copy on the way out or you go to faithpromise.org. There's a digital copy, there's an audio copy. Let's do that. And here, can I, can I ask one more thing of you, please? As God moves in your life, would you share the stories at stories at faithpromise.org? Whether God moved, whether you find favor in a small way or in a massive way, let us know, please. In Revelations, in Revelation, it says that we will overcome the enemy 
and we desperately need to overcome the enemy. It says that we will overcome him by the blood of the lamb. That's what Jesus did on the cross for us and the word of our testimony. So let's share the word of our testimony. Please let the favor that God has showered onto you splash onto the lives around you. That's who we are at Faith Promise and that's who we will continue to be at Faith Promise. All in favor say aye. Aye. All in favor say aye. Aye. That's who we are at Faith Promise. So hey, as we get into the word of God, a lot of you know the, the passage about David and Goliath where a young shepherd boy defeated a battle-hardened giant in Goliath with just a sling and five smooth stones, right? A lot lot of us know that. A lot of us have seen where David did that. Now, it's interesting because it wasn't Saul that won that victory that day, but it was David. Because David chose to put his hands to work, that's why he found favor that day. Little side note, I believe somebody out there needs to hear this. When David went out on the battlefield to face Goliath, he was all by himself. Listen, if you find yourself alone right now, pursuing God's favor, just because you are alone doesn't mean you're looking in the wrong place. It might just mean that you are making a way for others, just like David was. Now, if we fast forward in David's life, Saul grew tired of all the favor that David found, right? Haters gonna hate, that's just how it works sometimes. That's okay. Um, Actually, Saul hated it so much that he tried to kill David. Threw a spear at him, hunted him down. He wanted to kill David. Now, how did David respond? What did David do? This is super important. And we're just going to pick it up in the word right from where Saul is trying to kill David. It said, at that point, David shot out of there, running for his life from Saul. He went to Achish, king of Gath. Here's why that's important. Gath is where Goliath was from. So Gath was really counting on Goliath. They had plans for Goliath, a lot of things. David just so happened to chop his head off. So David's probably not somebody they're looking for in Gath, right? Not somebody they're pumped to see. But that's where David goes. So just just realize that's where he's at. So when the servants of Achish saw him, they said, can this be David? The famous David, is this the one they sing at their dances? Saul kills by the thousands, but David by the 10,000s? Is that who this is? When David realized that they had recognized him, he panicked. Listen to this. Fearing the worst from Achish, king of Gath, right there while they were looking at him, he pretended to go crazy, pounding his head on the city gate, foaming at the mouth, spit dripping down his beard. Now listen, if you've got a, like a performance review coming up and it's not gonna go great, I'm not suggesting this, okay? This is very connected to David. I just, you got a bad grade, you're gonna show it to your parents? Well, maybe try it, video it, please. Um, but as we keep on going, uh, Achis took, took one look at him, the king, and said to his servants, can't you see this man is crazy? Why let him in here? Don't you think I have enough crazy people to put up with without adding one more. The Bible's amazing. You got to read it, right? Get him out of here in 1 Samuel uh, 21. Talk about a turnaround in David's life. He went from being a hero when he killed Goliath to hunted by his mentor, Saul, to being a head case to try to survive being surrounded by enemies. But we learned some really important things as we watched David's life. Two, I really want to point out to us. The first one is this, that finding favor doesn't mean you won't find trouble. 
Finding favor doesn't mean you won't find trouble. If God's favored king in David and God's one and only son, King Jesus, were not treated favorably, why would we suggest everything to go easy for us? But Zach, the theme is finding favor. Some of you guys are starting to think this was just a ruse to get you out of your houses from COVID. It wasn't. If it worked, good for us, but it wasn't. Okay, we had this planned, all right? Because there's a second thing we want us to see. No matter where you are in your life, no matter what situation you find your family in, get this. This is what makes a relationship with God so special, something that nothing else can offer. Finding favor in the worst circumstances isn't crazy at all. Finding favor in the worst circumstances isn't crazy at all. Actually, here's something I want us to see. This is gonna step on some toes, but that's okay. Our attitude, whenever we face problems, our attitude is actually a great gauge for which covering we're looking for. Are we looking for the world's covering? Are we looking for the word's covering? See, this is why Jesus said you can only serve one master. We only have the ability to choose favor from the world or from the word, but we do have to choose. That's what we are called to do. So, hey, let me, let me show you something so special. And remember I told you what, where David's at. He's going crazy, beating his head, uh, spit dripping down his beard. If you go over to the Psalms, in Psalms 34, David actually writes a Psalm in that moment when he's in Gath. Think about that. Because sometimes you see him write a song, you're like, oh, he's the king, whatever, right? He, everything's going great for him. My man is spitting himself, trying to save his life, all right? That's where he's at when he writes this psalm in verse 34. Great thing to study as a family this week. In Psalm 34, verse one, he says this. Remember where he's at. My man's going crazy. And he says this. I will bless the Lord at all times. All times, even in this one. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. He says, my soul will make its boasts in the Lord. The humble will hear it and Rejoice. He keeps going. He says, exalt the Lord with me. He's not like alone praying like by himself. Oh, Lord, please make my situations better. He says, exalt the Lord with me. And let's exalt his name together. Imagine the witness that is. I sought the Lord and he answered me. His circumstances didn't seem like the Lord answered him, did it? But the Lord answered him and rescued me from all my fears. That's what's so special about having to walk with God. The circumstances around you can be crazy, yet you have this internal peace that surpasses understanding. They looked at him and were radiant. Their faces were never ashamed. That's what it's like finding favor in God's presence, even whenever things aren't going well, because David's enemies, they wanted him to live in fear. David's enemies wanted him not to be king. David's enemies wanted him dead. And listen, this is not over-spiritual. It's very similar for you today. Our enemy, our enemy wants us shivering in fear today, tomorrow, about what might happen. Our enemy wants us never to see God's favor, not only that's coming, but also that's already at work in our life. Our enemy, listen, our enemy wants us, our families, listen, dads, husbands, our marriages and our ministries, dead. Zero spiritual pulse, Zero eternal direction. But here's what's so great about an umbrella. Here's what's so great about God's favor. It provides closeness. It provides 
unity. Actually, I wanna show you this picture as, as, as I just talk about this a little bit. See, whenever you get under an umbrella, people get together. You guys see that's Pastor Corey Henry serving at our ferry campus. But here's what's even more special. You see how they're huddling under the umbrella? That, that, I just wanna see that. But that's, that's Miss Hensley. Uh, their family adopted all eight of those kids. The reason they did is because they wanted to pull them under their umbrella and they wanted them to experience God's favor in maybe a world where they said they were abandoned, where they were forgotten, God's world said, no, you are remembered, you are received, you are a part of our family, come get some of this favor. Is that not amazing? That's who our God is. That's who he's called us to be. See, looking for and finding God's favor draws us together. When we're looking for God's favor, problems won't divide us, they will unite us. Imagine what a witness that would be to our world if God's people not only stood divided, but pulled people in. Because do not confuse what I'm saying for a, a holy huddle or an us for no more. That's not who we are at Faith Promise. Once you experience God, God's favor, you're supposed to go out like one of our guest services team and put it over other people and draw them into the house of God and draw them into God's favor. What if, what if guys at work, whenever maybe another man is complaining about his wife, you said, well, hey, I understand that maybe your, your sex life isn't where you want it to be and you're looking at pornography. Have you pursued your wife? Oh no, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? If it just sucked the room out of here, imagine what I'd do at work. Whenever, ladies, whenever there's, my, my husband's not pursuing me or we're in financial trouble. Hey, when's the last time you, you prayed for him? Ask him how you could serve him. See, finding God's favor looks very different than what the world says favor looks like. It should unite us. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take some practical steps right here and right now. This is what we're gonna do. We are gonna, we are gonna commit to do some things. I'm gonna give you some practical things because, hey, preaching is powerful, but way more powerful than preaching is God's people on the move. God's people putting their hands to work. And so I'm gonna give you some practical things. I want you to go and get your phone out. I'm gonna ask you to take some pictures of the screen. Go ahead and get them out. You guys already have it out that are on Instagram. Well, sinners, go over to, uh, you guys looking at Facebook, go over to the notes section or you're gonna take some pictures. Here's the first place I want us to find some favor with our family. And that is in worship. That is in worship. Now, how can you find faith? How can you worship as a family? I can't sing like Chris Looper, like Joy. I, I, I can't sing like them, so what's that look like? Here's the first action step I wanna encourage you to do. Find a worship song and listen to it together. Just find a worship song and listen to it together. It, it, it'll do something so special. So FB Kids, they actually have their playlist on Spotify, and so we listen to in the car, we sing these songs, actually, here, let, let's watch this video. I want you to see it manifest in my house. This is what it looks like. Weirdo, by yourself. So tough. Up. she's been caught. What's she gonna do? So we would sing that song. We'd sing it. And hey, listen, do you know who does the singing in my house? Me. It's embarrassing. You should hear my wife. She's an angel. But every, when she sings, she's one of our get to worship leaders. But I take the kids to bed every night. That's what I get to do. And I sing them their songs. I'll tell you some other things I do for them at nighttime. But we sing these songs. It's not about talent, it's about obedience. 
God moving in our world will not be about talent. It'll be about believers saying, I will simply be obedient to what God is calling me to do. As long as we're wading into the awkward pool, here's another one. Participate in worship, don't spectate. Participate in worship, don't spectate. Hey dads, I'm talking to you, talking to you. Participate in worship, don't spectate. I would suggest that you probably want your kids or your spouse or your friends to worship even at a higher level than you do. I love you so much. I'd I'd say this to myself, you cannot lead someone somewhere you're not going. You cannot lead someone somewhere you're not going. So let's participate. Hey, another thing we could do is in prayer. Prayer is a main path to God's favor. How can you pray as a family? Hey, an easy way, we have our Saturday morning prayer gatherings. We'll have another one on Saturday online. Join, do that as a family. Everybody gets together. I think that's a phenomenal way. Here's another one. Pray out loud together. Pray out loud together. I know this is awkward. I know it may feel weird. Hey, it's okay. Listen, you don't have to... like preach these big eloquent prayers and we're gonna read a quote here in a minute this it's, it's, it's gonna free you up you are sincerely gonna f- feel bondage break off you but just can I show you another way that this just manifests in our house this is how we started our prayer culture with our kids I pray for Mimi and Papa and your nose and Joy and Gary and Sissy and Sissy and Frankie Thank you. And Bella. And Bella. Amen. 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 So what we would do is we would teach our kids the first place we bring people is to God. Whenever we have a money issue, first place we go, God. Has he showed up? Oh, yeah. Has checks shown up in our mailbox for no reason? Oh, yeah. Where do we go? Crying to our kids and say, look what God did when we prayed. We teach them. That's it, listen to this quote, listen to this quote. I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna feel some freedom right here. Some prayer warriors are gonna rise up because you're gonna realize what it's really about. Pastor Max Lucado says this, our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Can we give God some praise? That's who we're called to be. Come on. So we pray over them. Let's keep on going. Let's, as we transition from prayer into God's word, here's a great transition point. Let me ask you a question. Who writes the narrative at your house? Who writes the narrative? And not just externally. There's some things at our house we don't say. We don't say, I don't care. It may sound small, but that, that's, it's not fair to say, hey, I don't care about that. If the person who hears me hears that you don't care, they hear you don't care about them. So we don't say, I don't care. It's just something we don't say. But what about the internal narrative? Husbands, what about the internal narrative of what your wife believes about herself? You ever speak into that? What about your kids? What they see in the mirror, what they hear about themselves. Who's writing their narrative? Is it it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it Fox? Is it CNN? Is it kids on the bus? Is it teammates? Is it coworkers? And listen, if you don't know the answer to that question, they write it, you don't. I speak blessings over my kids. It sounds weird, I'm weird, I get it, you are too, so just join me. Don't fight it, just let it have you. I I sing to my kids, we pray, I put them in their bed, I grab them sincerely, I grab them by the face, I make them look me in the eyes, and I'll say, River, you're a man of God. River, you're bold. River, you're gonna have the spirit of an evangelist on your life. 
River, I'm so proud of you. And you know, you know what they started doing recently? Is uh, they'll repeat what I say back to me. So I'll hold River, I'll say, buddy, I'm so proud of you. He'll say, daddy, I'm so proud of you. And, he'll, and I'll say, buddy, you can do anything. And he'll say, daddy, you can do anything. There's nights where I don't believe that stuff about myself. And my kids will speak it over me. He's three, she's seven. And they're learning how to declare God's word, which is another action step, declaring God's word over the world's word. It, it just teach them how to do it. I know it may not make sense. I know you may not be sure how, but just try. God is going to have you. Now, my kids started doing it because they think it's funny. I was holding JL's face and saying, you're a woman of God. She'll say, Dad, you're a woman of God. <laughs> they know how to ruin a spiritual moment. But hey, if we want to declare God's word, then we have to fill our hearts and our minds with God's word. So have a plan to read the Bible together. Have a plan to read the Bible together. How do we do that as a family? Let me give you two. The first one, have a weekly Bible verse as a family. Hey, we at Target, we bought like a $15 whiteboard and we write one on the board every week. The verse for this week is 1 John 4.19. 1 John 4.19. 1 John 4.19. The reason I have, I'd say to that cadence to my kids. First John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. Some of you adults say, I can't memorize scripture. My three-year-old, who's hit his head a bunch. A bunch. He knows first John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. And that's right. What we reward our house is knowing the scripture. Another thing we could do, and I want you guys to see, we're gonna have a little video, we'll have video on the screen, I'm gonna narrate it for you. You can go to the YouVersion Bible app, and you can go there, you just click on it, and you go to the Discover page, and you can click stuff in there. Click on, or just write in their family, write in their student. If you're looking for something as a relationship, write in their intimacy, write, write in their trust, write in their forgiveness. Do something with your kids on here. Imagine this, just imagine this. What if, instead of having a TV show we watched together, we had a Bible reading plan we did together with your family, with your friends? I think it would start to make our world look different. People will start to wonder why you talk about your spouse that way, your kids that way. It will shift our world. Students, I wanna encourage you to lead the way. If your parents aren't involved in church yet, pick one of these and do it. Pick one and carry it out. Parents, elevate your kids. Have them lead in the worship talks or the prayer or the Bible reading. Have them lead. Let me ask you a question. What do you push your kids to excel at? Is it academics? Is it sports? Is it relationships? Or is it finding favor activities? The last one I want to encourage you to do, the last action step, and I know I may be preaching the choir here, but attend and serve at church regularly. Attend and serve at church regularly. Even if you're at home right now, make it a family function. Now you may ask, Zach, why is this one last? Let me tell you why this one's last. It is intentional. Because we believe the church should grow more Monday through Friday than it does on Saturday and Sunday. The church should grow more Monday through Friday than it does on Saturday and Sunday. Well, Zach, what, how will that happen? It will happen whenever our families and our friend groups make finding God's favor and flooding our community with it our number one goal for the week because there's real people with real problems who need God's real love all around you. And that's our call. That's our eternal call. 
We want the weekend to be a place that celebrates what God did in and through you all week and inspire you to do it again. Listen, we won't have to ask people to come to church when we're, it's a celebration. No one wants to miss a celebration. And we'll be sending people out to do it again, to see revival in our communities. So I want to ask you, what will be the work of your hand this week? Um, we're going to put something on the screen. One final picture. I'll put it in the notes in case you missed any. I even gave you some emojis there. Here you go. I'll pose for you. There you go. You're welcome. Save that. Save it. So I want to encourage you to pick one as a family and walk it out. Pick one as a family and apply it. Do not close the umbrella of God's favor in your life. Now, you may be thinking about God's favor and saying, I don't really think God wants to give me his favor. I don't really think that God has favor for me. Let me encourage you. That couldn't be farther from the truth because God wants to give favor to everyone in his family. The question is, have you made a decision to be in God's family? Because let me tell you, God made a decision to invite you into his family by sending his one and only son, Jesus, to die on a cross and raise from the dead to give you an opportunity. And you may say, Zach, man, there's no way I deserve it. There's no way I can be good enough. The only thing you have to do, the work of your hands to enter into a relationship with God, it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, I love this passage, Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe, that God, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. God wants you to be in this relationship with him so desperately. And there's people in the room right now who've already dropped their head and they're praying that you would join us in this family and find God's favor in your life. So if that's you, Right now, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray that confessional prayer. And we wanna encourage you to do that with us. Will you just bow your head and close your eyes just to focus, just to hear from God right now? And what I wanna do is I just want you to repeat after me. At Faith Promise, we're a family. We don't do anything alone. So we're gonna pray out loud together. Will you just say, God, thank you for wanting me. Please forgive me. I wanna be a part of your family. I want a new heart. I want a new life. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. I will love and follow you no matter what.